New Year, same square. What's up, dudes? Happy 2022 to Jim and to Snake and to Re. That's I am re- rethinking this whole snake thing. What? Your snake, that's your thing. I know, but well, I think I'm the first person who successfully given themselves a cool nickname in the history of people. That's true. And yes. I'm thinking that I might want to try it again to see if I can go for a twofer. You're going to double down on this? I might. We'd have to come up with a new name for the recording studio if we did mm. that. Oh, it's got to be the Snake Pit forever. Okay. You just have to pick another snake as to be named after. Oh, like Cobra? Right, yeah, the, the boa constrictor. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like hugs. Oh. 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 So that's not going to work. All right, All right well, so we have to find a venomous. Exactly. We'll workshop more nicknames for uh, formerly known as Snake. Uh, as we go into not the yet, movie. I'm still thinking about uh, it. Oh, he's still thinking what about if, it. What if we? I'm rethinking it. What if we just called you Red Belly Racer? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Mamba's already taken. You know, it's rattlesnake. I don't know. Oh, just yeah. add rattle in front of it. Yeah, rattle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. We're here. We're here in 2022. We're in the future. It's actually the future. This is like one of those years in the old movies that they put. They were like, well, humanity will never live to see this year. Right. This is this is actually the year that the movie Soylent Green is set in. Yes. I think Zardoz, the one with Sean Connery wearing that outrageous getup, yes. I think it was also set in 2022. Just like a futuristic space age sounding year. And, and now we're actually living in it. I mean, you know, it sucks. But mm-hmm. all those movies were right, by the way. Right, yeah. Soylent Green is people. Soylent Green is people, yes. Well, they make a thing called Soylent now. And I'm like, why would you pick that name for a drink? And they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing, those sickos. But listener, we're here. We're cool. The world, uh, maybe not so much. But you know what? We're here for you. We're here to keep you sane. We're here to keep ourselves sane. The holidays drives, they, they, they always drive people a little bit batty, you know? It's fun. It's good. But there's too much pressure, too much stress. I hate... I hate having to like, it just ruins your routine. I like, I like being around people. I like the happy parts, but all the stress. Yeah. I, I was, get it out of here. I was reading a, a Twitter thread um, by uh, this guy who was living in New York city with some roommates and he's Muslim and it's his first Christmas that he's ever experienced was this year. And like, he was like, so he's, I'm approaching it like an anthropologist. And he's like, my first thing that I noticed is that Christmas isn't a holiday. It's a job that goes from Thanksgiving until the end of December. Yeah. That's pretty accurate, actually. That's <laughs> just, uh, I don't know. I don't like, I, I don't know when I became one of those routine people, but all of a sudden, I think as I've gotten older, I like to know how stuff flows in my life. And then when it gets disrupted or there's just a lot of stuff going on, I'm like, eh, can't do it. But holidays are over. Now we are into the doldrums of January. Now now we're into like the most depressing time of the year. So uh, shout out to all of uh, my seasonal depression, seasonal affective people out there. I've got your back. Right. And, and I know that the trend is to do dry January, which I can't get because like it's already going to be miserable. Why would you go through withdrawal too? Well, I mean, I guess if you're already going to be miserable, you might as well, you know, dry out too. Forget our misery. Put it aside. We're, we're in... The f- we're, we're golden here okay we're focused we're locked in we're ready to pod in 2022 you know we have our resolutions our resolutions are to continue to be even actually to be even more mad about the news jim we want to get I even you're gonna say to be mormon 
It's also to be Mormon. Yes, Mormon I, about the news. Just I want to be Mormon. About the news. Oh, right. I want to join the Church of Latter Day Saints about the news. Right. Oh. Yep. Right. It's uh, polygamy and no coffee. <laughs> oh, no coffee or alcohol. It will be a dry January. Yeah, and forever. Yep. Oh God, <laughs> that'd just be a dead. I wouldn't make it through the first week if it was no coffee. We're talking about the news. We're mad at. We're mad at it. We're mad at the world. Jim, tell me why I need to be mad about this new Bill Stadium thing. Oh well. Let me color the reasons. I like let you know, every time I hear about this Bill Stadium, I, I just get like Kathy from the comics. I just ah, I lose, my, I lose my mind. Uh, there's hairpins come popping out of my head. Uh, now, first of all, the New York the state released the study that they got from the Pagulas. Well, they released part of it. They mostly redacted it, and basically all they released was like fucking drawings of stadiums. It's insane. So uh, I think. The investigative post foiled it. Yes, they're like mm-hmm. yeah. they're like no, let's let's see the actual like substantive matter here it, as opposed to investigative like, post doing it again <laughs> instead of just artist renditions of what a stadium looks like. We know what a fucking stadium looks like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know this whole thing. I I, I forget who tweeted out, but uh, maybe it was maybe some sports. Maybe it was Tim Graham potentially. But the deadline that everybody had set for themselves for the stadium thing seemed to be before the new year. That it's gone on past the new year maybe is cause for concern, maybe not, who knows. But it does feel like it's dragging out a bit longer than everybody had seemed to anticipate. Well, I mean, just the pure like logistics of it. Like, I don't understand how anybody thought it was going to happen before the new year. And that this well, that was to- the deadline that they had set, by the way. Yeah, but it needs to be approved by the state legislature. They don't meet until January. They are off. And, you know, unlike your shithead boss at Muddy Taco who can call you in off of your day on vacation, the state legislature, if you say, hey, you need to show up, we need to talk about this, they just put their thumbs in their ears and go, la, 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 can't hear you. I'm spending my time in my district. And by spending my time in my district, I mean probably not showing up to my district office and cashing my check. (laughs) Not all of them. I'm sure there's a couple of good ones. Here's the deal. The Bills turning it around and beating the New England Patriots last week and likely... I'm fucking hopefully likely likely to win out the rest of the season um, means that they'll have a playoff berth, you know, minimum, if not winning the AFC East going into the playoffs with the momentum, there's going to be a lot of good feelings about the bills going into this. So it is what it is with that, but the public will be a little bit more pliable when it comes to the final dollars and cents. I feel. You, you don't think the ghost of Dan Reeves is going to help the Falcons this week, oh, man, they need to put Michael Vick in the time machine and, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I and and there's been again, it's never really gone away. But there's this criticism about the building the stadium on Orchard Park as opposed to building it downtown. I I don't I don't I don't think it matters where sports stadiums are built. They 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 just don't have the impact. I guess like if if they were going to do a a dome stadium that was also going to be a convention center, that'd be the only way. Right, I'd be okay with it being downtown. Right, that not displacing like an entire neighborhood. Yeah, those two things. Yeah, I mean. They're like they, they, yeah, they're going to use eminent domain to displace a whole bunch of people. The people that they're going to displace, if they're going to displace them, either in the old first ward or in the east side by the central terminal, right. uh, those properties, as far as they've been assessed, aren't worth much money. So you're going to give people a whole bunch of money, but not that much. Not certainly not enough to go buy a house somewhere else in the city no. or anywhere else in the in the area. No, I mean also logistically, is downtown Buffalo really equipped for that kind of traffic? No, <laughs> is my flat out no. The kind of traffic that is coming from those Bills games, like Orchard Park is a shit show every home Bills game. 
you could be stuck there for hours and people are trying to get out of the whole fucking like backlog of cars that just pile up it would only be worse in downtown buffalo i mean, I get that i mean other cities have that same issue where it, it sucks to get like i used to live near baltimore and i i used to go drinking by the baltimore stadium and it was all two-lane roads going in and out of there it so it, it's it, it has to suck going to a ravens game you it must take you like four hours to get out of there yeah but my point is we don't have to do that you know like yeah other cities do that we don't have to be one of them that makes our downtown that much more congested and worse to, to navigate, you know, mm-hmm. like we're pretty blessed in, in the city of Buffalo with having traffic that nowhere near uh, some of the other major, you know, define Buffalo as major, however you want, mm-hmm. but we're pretty lucky to have our traffic be pretty manageable compared to other cities. I, mean, I actually think it's remarkable that it's not being forced downtown because of people like Paladino wanting to get paid off for all the properties they own in the city. Like I'm surprised that they're not lobbying harder to make a bunch of money off of unusable properties. I think the Bagula is Trump. Anything Paladino is doing. Yeah. Well, they've got a little bit more cash on hand. So they say, yeah. All right, guys, we, um, you know, we're (laughs) believe it or not still in the middle of a pandemic. I, what I, I know, I know every, every day I look, there's still a fucking pandemic going on. I thought it was over. I saw. I thought it was done. I what, saw what about my cruise tickets that I got next week? <laughs> oh, shit. I, am I going to have to give those up? I, I, I hope it's a cruise night. <laughs> Ooh, would it be like maybe like a riverboat like yeah. in New right, Orleans? Yeah, right. right, yeah. It's you and, and Mel Gibson playing poker on the riverboat. <laughs> uh, I did see online today infectious experts say, well, I think that barring any surprises, the end is in sight. And I was like, barring any surprises? This thing's been nothing but surprises every like three months for the last two years. Like, well, how many? Like, we haven't run out of Greek letters. Well, there's plenty of more variants that can come about. Yeah, these yes. mutations are killing us right now. I've seen tweets from a year ago from like Dr. Fauci saying, "I think in a year's time we'll be much better off." Well, well, I guess not. Yeah, not so much. But in the local shithead contingent, oh, you know, it, in the middle of the pandemic, it turns out that. Uh, you know, you, you probably want people in the public health sector working, I would say, every day, probably for multiple hours a day to probably. figure out what, uh, you know, what might be the best way to navigate public health. Well, not everybody agrees with uh, that, that line of thinking, guys. In fact, so much so that there has been a huge outcry about Erie County Department of Health uh, Director, I think is their title, Gail Burstein recent tempest in the teapot over the disclosure that in fact uh this person gets paid to do their job right paid according to the contract that they signed and that that they and the county agreed to yes yes and that she gets overtime she she must be the only county employee getting overtime yeah she's the only she's the only salaried employee getting overtime other than the other like 50 oh okay um, most of whom work in the sheriff's office. Yeah, but nobody. I haven't uh, heard anything about that. No, no. That's yeah. uh, uh, when the town of Marilla did their fucking resolution last week, asking for her to pay the money back. They didn't mention any of the Pat Gallivan, Tim Howard stands that oh. work for the Erie County Sheriff's Office uh, to have to pay back their overtime, even though their salary. Hmm. Uh, and the former comptroller, we can say this now, former controller Stefan mm-hmm. Mahilo, when he did his fucking nonsense about it said it was, Oh, it was over $300,000. But if you looked at it, it was between cash and comp time that she was, Oh, okay. the, it's over $300,000. It ended up being about a hundred thousand dollars in cash and like $230,000 in, in comp time that she accrued. 
$100,000 is a lot of money. Yes. But, I mean, it, she is the commissioner of the health department. She is... Probably the, ma- making less than a doctor working at a hospital. Probably. <laughs> Easily. Right. Probably, you know, and Erie County is a big county. Yeah. You know, like because that's one of the things is like, well, other counties don't pay overtime for their health department directors. Well, look, like Genesee County, the, the director or commissioner of their health department is going to, for the most part, take their cues from what Erie County is doing, shitheads. Yeah. You know, what the bigger counties that have the metropolitan uh, populations are doing. So, you know, she has an impact on those counties, whereas they have very little impact on these counties. And like I said, when she was hired and signed this contract to be the, the, the commissioner of the health department, it was in there and understood that she could earn overtime based off of her wages. This money's not coming out of the county budget. It's coming from federal assistance that's there to help fight the pandemic. This is one of the things that it's approved for. Wait, you're, you're telling me the comptroller didn't know that? He didn't give a shit. <laughs> that smooth brain freak didn't give a shit. No. It's, no. Fuck him. He, and he Sorry just, to insult everyone with smooth brains, by the way. He, I mean, because he also knew about the Gary County Sheriff's employees, yeah. but he didn't give a shit about them either. Yeah. No. The only person he gave a shit about was, and, and yes, she has made the most money. She's also the commissioner of the fucking health department, and it's a health crisis. Right, right. Oh, well, and I'm I'm pulling up the Twitter thread from uh, Dan Telvuk, who did a little bit of a deep dive on this, where basically, like any non-elected official who works for the county, is entitled to overtime. That this actually came from a Joel Giambra era change, where he convinced the legislator to allow cash overtime during the October storm of 2006, and it's it's been on the books kind of ever since. But yeah, I mean, like, come on, man. Look, Stefan Mihailu is continuing his proxy war against uh, Mark Poland cars now by going through the health, health commissioner, which if you didn't think his fucking political instincts were dog shit to begin with, this should tell you exactly how fucking stupid he is. I get that, you know, every right wing asshole, their thing now is to go after public health and safety and you know the, the pandemic is going too far i'm sorry nobody gives a flying fuck that you're going after gail burstein you're just making this poor woman's life even more miserable than trying to be the head of public health in a, a fucking countywide government in the middle of a pandemic well and part of it is a strategy like you know the county has spent tens of millions of dollars during the pandemic addressing the pandemic issues that number is too large for the average voter or citizen to comprehend so they had to break it down into something that they thought was being overspent on. And the reason why they think it's too much money is because she's a Democratic appointee. If this was a Republican county executive with a Republican doctor making all this money, well, of course, it's a pandemic. You have to pay them. But because it's the other team, fuck them. They must be stealing money. You know, now, I, I am a little leery. At the uh, county executive did say that, you know, this, this reeks of anti-Semitism. Maybe. I think Stefan's just an idiot. I, I, I like he would criticize whoever it was, you know, he criticized who made the most money. Like it doesn't reek of some anti-Semitism because he picked on literally the only Jewish person who was getting paid for overtime and all the other people. And, and it's literally like 50 people who are salaried who are making overtime off of this. And not one of them got mentioned, but the one Jew who's making overtime is making money and, and he has to pick pick on it. It's not a good look stuff on maybe, maybe Paul and cars is trying to slyly get people to uh, investigate uh, Stefan's family past that's all i'll say about that <laughs> I, I mean, that's all i'm gonna say yeah it, 
and then like he made a big deal of like, oh, the, look at the town of Marilla said the, agreed with me. There's like 40 people in the town of Marilla. Like fuck them. Like they don't matter. Like they in the grand scheme of things, they do not matter. No, they, there, there's a fucking business in the town of Marilla. And like I said, there's like 40 people out there. And again, to like the five people in Marilla who are cool, we're sorry you live there. I, I'm sorry. I, I hope you. I hope life is good enough in Marilla for you to justify being there. And if you can't get out, it, me, just me, message us. Message us. Right. If you can't, get, if you <laughs> can't get out, help. like if if, if, you, if Marilla Rescue Fund, we'll put it together. Right. If, if it's yes. if it's just a matter of like you know like you're you're no longer allowed access to MapQuest, just take two rod to like Broadway and get out of there. Two rod. They got two rod out there. They got four rod. How many, and how many rods? Three rod. Yeah. How many? What kind of rod inflation is going out in Marilla? Right. There's too many rods. Too many rods. They, I don't get it. Well, in the world of COVID, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it turns out it's going on. But maybe the kids can go back to school, Jim. Why? Why would they go back to school? Well, I don't know. But maybe they can. Or maybe not. I don't, do we know? Does, does the Buffalo Public School System know? Does, I, Cr- does Kreiner Cash know? I don't think Kreiner Cash knows. Oh. I think, uh, When's the last time he's been in Erie County? I don't know. He doesn't live here, right? He does not. However... An aside about Kreiner Cash is Adrian always loved to, my girlfriend Adrian always loved to refer to him as the Undertaker's friend because he kind of has a passing resemblance to Paul Bearer. <laughs> <laughs> I will show you guys a picture of uh, Kreiner Cash where he looks like Paul Bearer, the Undertaker's uh, now deceased, actually deceased, not story wrestling deceased, but right. former manager. Um, but yes, Undertaker's friend, uh, our BPS Kreiner Cash. No, look, the um, the schools, they, they're in like limbo now, right? Where they were going to open, but then not. Uh, our friend, friend of the pod, Queen City Feminist, uh, was tweeting about she's going to be keeping her kids home tomorrow because, you know, they have gotten very unclear guidance and they're not sure. Um, and I believe what she said one of her kids is ineligible to be vaccinated. So... This sucks, man. Like, is, these fucking poor kids have already been through so much, and now it's like, well, maybe you can go back to school and get real sick. Stats mm-hmm. show, like, very serious depression, anxiety issues among the younger generation. This whole thing's just so fucked. Yeah. It's so fucked. And Omicron looks to be, you know, affecting kids more than other variants. Right. Omicron uh, Omicron does look like it, it, it is more contagious for children than the other variants were. Um, you know, yeah, it looks like it's... It, this is the other thing is, like, people... I hear people like, well, it, you know, it's, you got a 99.9% survival rate and Omicron isn't as severe as the other ones. Look, we don't know about the long-term effects of, of COVID no. yet. We are learning some of them. Yes. Like, one of them is... They're imp- not great. Impotence. How's that? <laughs> like, how's that, Ben Carlisle? I hope you get it. My dick don't work. I got the Rona and my dick don't work. Right, yeah, you know. Uh, baldness is another one that they've baldness. learned so far. Baldness? Yeah. What the fuck? Mental, yeah. mental issues, circulation issues, oh, right? Shit. Yeah. Right, lung and, and heart issues, right? And and then uh, people are like, and and then the shitheads are like, yo, well, this is all because they're making them wear masks. First of all, fuckers, like all of Asia wears masks whenever they have a sniffle, yeah, and they wear them to school and all that shit, and those kids are fine. You know what's beating up on them? One, that you're a shithead parent who thinks more about yourself than about your own kids. And two, that they've been living through a pandemic for two years and like the world's worst fucking like end stage capitalism economy where nobody gives a shit about anybody else and the the, the planet's burning. Yeah. Other no, than there that, are there are people who give a shit about other people, but they can't do shit about it. Yeah, it's just amazing how so many like what we prescribe as like American ideals of individualism and, you know, freedom. What we what what gets 
labeled as freedom, but really is just like the liberation from responsibility, right? Like that's, that's truly like, like American, an American ideal is to be free from a lot of the responsibilities of having to, I don't know, like be mindful of others. Um, not not all Americans are like this, but truly there is a the Republican Party is right there proof positive that there is a whole mindset of people who are just like, all right, you're just going to fuck off. I'm going to fuck off. We're going to all just fuck off and not have to worry about each other. Um, the sort of great frontier mindset where, hey, we all live on our little ranches and our little farms yeah. and we exist separately from each other. It's a perfect storm of them not giving a shit about people and having the extreme lack of self-awareness to not to realize that they don't. Well, when you have a public health crisis like this, though, it can't be that. Like, right. ultimately, it puts that idea that puts that ideology. It shows how much of a folly it is because mm-hmm. we have to live in a society. You can't you can't be your own little ranch or your own little wagon set up here when everybody's dropping dead of covid. Right. I mean, it's a contagious disease. And like, doesn't it have a high survival rate? Sure. Like, it's not as deadly as fucking Ebola. But like, that's like, that's like saying like, essentially like, well, just because it's not as bad as something else, it doesn't matter. Like, just because, you know, I shot you in the leg. I didn't kill you. I could have killed you. That was worse. So why should I suffer any repercussions? Because I did something that was less bad. Like, uh, I didn't intentionally give you COVID. I just did everything in my ability to prevent myself from doing anything that would have possibly prevented you from getting COVID. Not not promoting leg shootings, by the way. Yeah, no, shoot them in the hand. <laughs> We're promoting hand shoot shootings. We're more... Have you seen The Legend of Buster Scruggs? Shoot out all their fingers, and then they can't shoot back. Oh, yes, great movie. <laughs> uh, the flip side of that, though, is that there is like a strain of... I, I don't want to say scolds like pandemic scolds but there there are a lot of people who are like i'll just see them on the internet or whatever like oh i saw i, I don't i don't even I'm, I'm trying to vocalize this because i, I want to tread lightly because I, I know there's a lot of people who are taking the pandemic and taking the precautionary measures very seriously at the same time we also now do have vaccines booster shots again like yes covid we're learning the long of, uh, effects of long COVID or uh, side effects that we didn't know about before, which baldness is a new one to me. I mean, I, I didn't know that was a thing. But uh, at the same time, like, there is an element of controlled risk that you have to take that that we knew inevitably was going to happen when we had the vaccines, right? The whole talk when the vaccines first came out was, well, you're probably going to get COVID at some point in your lifetime just because we let it get to this point. But at the same time, you hope that it's mitigated by the vaccine, mm-hmm. that the COVID that you get will not be as bad once you take the vaccine. Hope- and it's showing not as bad, even though Omicron is very, is, the vaccines are less effective against getting um, effects from Omicron. Hospitalizations are way down. Right. And that's because of the vaccine. Uh, New, York's, New York released data from the city uh, earlier this week. And it was like, yeah, uh, like when Omicron arrives, like the fucking like it takes off and it shoots up the fucking chart, like the number of cases. Yeah. But it's mostly unvaccinated. Yeah. Uh, and then it's, it's even more pronounced when you look at hospitalizations at, at recently as part of like yeah, the actual hospitalization. They did go up a little bit for vaccinated, but are on the down curve mm-hmm. at this point now mm-hmm. with Omicron, as opposed to unvaccinated is still like still off the fucking up. chart. Still right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like so when the Republicans in the House Judiciary Committee tweet, if the vaccine works, why doesn't it work? Just listen, shitheads. <laughs> Two thirds of three quarters of hospitalizations are 
due to COVID or due to unvaccinated. More than that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's higher. It, in the highly vaccinated areas, like Puerto Rico has, uh, right now is having a major Omicron vac, uh, breakout. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of the most vaccinated areas in the United States, is Puerto Rico. And their hospitalizations are very low comparatively. Yeah. And their hospitalizations are something like 85% or 90% unvaccinated. Crazy. And then, like, if you talk about, like, serious hospitalizations, it gets even crazier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, like, again, we now exist in, like, this weird space where I don't... I don't know if the kids should be going back to school, especially if they're not vaccinated. Like if there are children who are of age to, to or in school, but are, I can get COVID and they can't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should be in school. I don't know if we should, should be, be a requirement for vaccination. Mm-hmm. Right. I also think that maybe we're so far into the year now, like maybe just ride out the rest of the school year from at home um, for the kids, but I'm not a fucking educator. I don't know. You know right. Just some right. Yeah, like I mean, and cause it's not just the kids who can get COVID. It's obviously it's the teachers, the teacher's aides, the other, the staff right. at the schools, but like the long-term effects of getting these diseases, like parents, my aunts, my uncles are of the age where they're old enough that like the measles vaccine was discovered and like came about after some of them were born. Yeah. I have an aunt who had measles. She's deaf in one ear because of it. So like you can like, sure. She survived having measles. She's also been deaf in one ear for like 60 fucking years. Mm. Like, there are side effects to these things. Like, yeah, you can survive COVID. Good luck when we find out what the side effects are of that. Yeah. Weird space where it's like, we want to stop fucking COVID, but also we're now like a year and a half into this or whatever it is. We're, you know, eight months away from when the vaccines first came out. Now it's like people are going to get COVID. And, and this is what I think I was trying to touch at. Um, not to go too long on this COVID stuff, but fuck, what else is really dominating? Right, well, COVID's life? gone too long on us. Yeah, and not, and not, not to like, I, I, I don't want to talk out of two, both sides of my mouth here, really, because I don't want to say COVID is serious and people, you know, it, it's it's very dangerous for our long term public health, which pretty fucking obvious. But also that I don't think we should turn into COVID scolds. I think that's what I'm trying to touch at here. Mm-hmm. Is that there seems to be a trend of well. Yeah, you got COVID because you did blank activity in your life. You know, like, oh, well, this person did what? Went to the Bills game or something or, or did X activity. And yes, they, they had the vaccine, both shots and the booster, and they still got it. I just don't like their... The, the I don't like the attitude of blaming people for getting COVID. I think I saw Christine Slocum like have a good thread on this on Twitter where it was like, hey, this is a systemic failure and that the more you turn it into personalized failures the more you're taking away the responsibility from the system for failing right it's it's just like in that way it's just like climate change where like corporations and the countries the large organizations that run the systems throughout the world instead of them focusing on doing what's right for to try to curb or reverse climate change a lot of the they're, they've been successful at saying like, well, if only you didn't drive that car, or if only you didn't not use a, a reusable water bottle, or and make it a personal choice thing. And you're right. Like, look, it's it is likely if you are alive now, or you are born after the fact, you're probably going to get COVID at some point in your life now. It's it, it you know I mean, some of is it hopefully if you get vaccinated and is is it going to end up being that like it ends up being like a minor cold yes but you're you're going to probably get it 
you know, what makes it even more amazing to me in hindsight is we would just call stuff like, oh, you just got the flu. Like that, that fucking thing was killing people for years too. Yeah. yeah. The goddamn flu. Yeah. And you'd see numbers like, oh yeah, the flu's getting worse. And you're just like, well, it's the flu's getting worse. And now I'm like, the flu is getting worse. <laughs> like the flu is really bad. Right. And, and, and the flu does kill people every year. Yeah. Like a lot of people. Right. And you know what would make it kill less people? If everybody got their fucking flu shot. Right. And so people are like, oh, well, you're just going to have to get a shot every year from COVID. Okay. Well, that's like the flu. Like, of course. Like if, <laughs> if, if my choice is between like, hey, we've got this, this disease that evolves rapidly. So every year or six months or whatever, you have to get a shot so you don't die or fuck it. Take your chances. You're like, oh, well, you had a 99.9% chance of surviving. Okay, that's good. It's not 100. Right. You know, like, you. I bet you the same people who are like, well, you know, you, you got a 99% chance of surviving, so, you know, you know, why bother? Are also the same people who are like, like, uh, give me $10 on the quick picks. <laughs> like, listen, fucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as, you know, like, you know, you've got you've got a 99 percent of chance of surviving a, a car crash if you don't wear a seatbelt. So, you know what? I'm going to come to your house and cut all your seatbelts on your car. <laughs> well, yeah. And again, for our listeners who are probably fucking sick about hearing about covid, we apologize. Although, hey, if you wanted to find out if you had covid, well, good luck to you, because all of the testing sites right now are a massive shit show, Jim. They um, well, one, it, it's almost impossible to obtain an at-home test from the stores. Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty much sold out. There is a fair amount of hoarding. Also, my understanding, too, is that the testing sites that you go to, the tests that you're taking primarily are at-home tests. Mm-hmm. Like, they've actually purchased at the testing sites a lot of the at-home tests. So I recently went to, I went to 500 Seneca. I had scheduled the test over there. I went there on, like, a Wednesday morning. And now, granted, it was right before New Year's, but still, Wednesday morning, the line was out the door into the street. And I stood there for about five minutes before I said, you know, if I don't have COVID now, this is probably a good place to pick it up. So I just fucking got the the fuck out of there. And I went over to the Adams Mark location, which thankfully, and I tweeted about this, uh, thankfully, there was like no line there. And then that day they had a fire. (laughs) So, So now pretty much all of the COVID testing sites like there's no hidden site anymore we can go to. They're just all backed up. Mm. You can't you can't get a real good test in any kind of timely manner, and you're definitely putting yourself at risk as like a super spreader event being in these lines. Ah, oh, I think they could have done a little bit better. I, I I hate to sound Republican here, but maybe Gail Burstein could have done a little better. Well, I, facilitating I, something like this, maybe. But like, I don't know. I know that the the fucking president said that there's no federal res- like a way to handle this. Basically, it's like the state response, uh, which was taken a little bit out of context. But like, it, it it echoes what Jen Psaki did like a month ago when somebody said like you know something about like getting at home tests for every American. And she laughed, laughed at and, and she laughed at it. Okay. And and now like because she the the Biden administration got shamed into it, like they're trying to buy tests to send out to every American. Because like that's what other countries were already doing, yes. Like because you know, so like yeah. It's funny like, how pressure is 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 pushing them to do things along with the uh, moratorium on student loan payments, right? Hopefully, we can push that further too. But like, could the health department in Erie County could they have been better? Sure, 
I, if I were them and, and they're highly educated people and I was looking to what other westernized and industrialized countries were doing in response and realizing that there was a federal level response to or a, a, you know, a nation or state level response to and state in the like term of like the entire country and not like a, a subsection of it um, response to this. Like, I don't know that I would put it on local government to be the ones buying all the tests up and sending them out to people like the federal government should be doing it or, you know, and, and lacking the federal government, maybe the state. Like, it, I, I think you're asking an awful lot of like local governments to take their limited funds they do have, whether they, they do rely on getting funding from the state and federal government for this and saying you should have did, did better and spent money on it. Right. Well, sure. Whatever. I just know that the testing locations have been, it's just a shit show, but right. maybe, I, maybe it was tied to the holidays. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, especially like travel, right? Uh, you know, you have a lot of people who are back in Buffalo because nobody like so many people from Buffalo move out of town and then never come back except for the holidays. So when they come to visit their family and then they had to get tested before they went home. It's true. Yeah. Well, that's enough on enough COVID, Jim. We're 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 done with it. And no more COVID in twenty twenty two. We're we're done talking about it until obviously something else happens and it continues because it's a worldwide global pandemic. But this Monarch seven one six story, you've been following this. Show. I I have been following this a, a little bit, uh, mostly because thanks to Rajacha. So for the listeners here, Monarch seven one six, it was a, an apartment complex uh that primarily well I'll, I'll just pull from the buffalo news article monarch 716 operators fined by state accused of quote predatory practices end quote um state investigators today accused a long island lender and a chicago property manager of violating tenants rights laws and deceiving college students through predatory behavior after the company's two-year effort to turn around a troubled west side student housing complex came back to t- to haunt them oh man oh just out of the kindness of their hearts they're trying to turn around a troubled west side student housing complex and uh oh it came back to haunt them jim uh an investigation by the new york attorney general's office has found that acres capital core and xfd real estate partners improperly encouraged cajoled there's your sat word uh, and pressured students at SUNY Buffalo State College into signing leases for apartment rooms they never ended up occupying, causing them to incur thousands of dollars in illegal student housing debt plus penalty fees. So listen to this. These people, what they did, the uh, the state determined that the companies collected interested students information through false advertising and routinely coaxed them into leasing rooms at monarch 716 before checking to see if the students met qualifications when they didn't qualify the companies denied them access to the apartments but still demanded the students pay the rent hey listen fuckers i'm not i promise you if i don't have access to the apartment you are not getting my fucking rent eat my ass right that's on you. You you said I can live in your apartment building. Okay, I will pay you money for that. You can't just go, ah, sorry. Takes these backsies. Right. Either I live there or I don't. Yeah, there, there was a quote in the story from like somebody from one of those shithead companies. Like, in most of the country, if you sign a contract, you have to pay it. And I was like, listen, fucker. And in order for somebody to have to like follow through on the contract... It's not one-sided. Contracts are, are both sides have to ex, uh, exchange benefits and detriments. And the detriment to you is that they get to live in your property, 
but your benefit is that you get money from them. If you don't exchange anything with them, they don't just give you fucking money for no fucking reason, you pieces of shit. You walking turd. Yes. Well, thankfully, the state of New York and specifically New York State Attorney General Letitia James agrees with you, Jim, in fact. Uh, So the quote from the article, preying on students with illegal housing schemes is unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Attorney General Letitia James said in a statement, Monarch 716 engaged in serious predatory behavior that violated tenants' rights and made students who are just starting out their lives feel threatened. Uh, Under a settlement, the two companies that own and manage the 10-building community on Forest Avenue have agreed to cancel over $215,000 in improper debt for dozens of students and pay the number $65,000, almost $66,000 in restitution for illegal fees that hundreds of students had to pay. Um, They're also getting fined under the settlement as well. So, hey, landlords, gotta love them, right? Yeah, I... How benevolent of them to cancel that debt that they weren't really owed anyways. Ah, uh, yeah. I, yeah I, it's just like, and and people wonder why like there's a push to like cancel student loan debt. Like student loan debt is very similar to this kind of debt here where like you, you're preying on 18 year olds who think that they have to do and they don't know any better. But in this case, like at least like I, when I got student loan debt, after I signed up for my student loans, they let me go to Bonaventure and take the classes. I, I mean, they didn't. They didn't like say, "Sorry, you still owe us the money, but you're not allowed to go here and get a degree." I mean, say what you will about going to Bonaventure, but. right? And, and or the value of the degree. <laughs> now, I mean, I may have been better off just like buying boxes of Cracker Jacks until I got a degree from them. <laughs> Doing doing like the little art drawings and going to like <laughs> right, art, right, yeah. the, the university. Can you draw this turtle? Right, yeah. It's, it's I get it. Jim is that a temporary tattoo? Yeah, it's also my diploma. <laughs> so good on good on Tish James. By the way, you know we uh, kind of lamented a little bit the fact that she would not be running for governor. Kind of got godfathered out of it, but uh, clearly, I mean, she does good work in her role as the attorney general. And uh, more of this, please. Mm-hmm. You know, but. If you're not running for governor this time around or ever, I mean, at least get after these assholes right? Uh, who are just gigantic pieces of shit. I, I can't. I'm still stuck on. Oh, yeah, uh, you could you could live in our apartment. Uh, just kidding. You can't. But also you owe us rent and fees. Right. No, it's it's suck my dick. It's it, it's crazy. And then to like after they get caught, like their official stance is like, well, if you sign a contract, you owe money. Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck you with Brian Nowak's cattle prod. prod. (laughs) Uh, Proddy, proddy piper. Proddy, proddy piper. (laughs) Guys, you know, it's a new year. We got We got an old bit here that's making its way back. I think it's time. Well, well, we're welcome. Yeah, it's it's time for... uh, Nate Watch. Nate Watch. Looks like we're welcoming another podcaster into the fold. Nate Watch. So this would be the second politics podcast in the area that I know of. Wow. There is some hardcore conservative podcasts out of South Buffalo. Oh, well. I've listened to a couple episodes of. It's not good. 
Thankfully for us, though, we're not a politics podcast. We're a vibes podcast. Right. So we're more vibes. We're, we're more of a culture and lifestyle podcast. So really, I mean. I, I prefer to think of it that way, yes. It, it It's much better for my sanity yeah, to think yeah. of it that way as opposed uh, to the politics podcast. However, it, uh, whatever kind of podcast we are, if you want to do a GoFundMe to do a Valentine's Day gift and raise $5,000 for us, go ahead. Please do. Oh, please. Right. And we will throw a party with that money. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll... Uh, Give us money. Maybe not. Just give us money. It's okay. We're, we're, uh, whatever we did that you love, just, uh, just give us money. Yeah. I, I'd like to petition all you GoFundMe makers out there because unfortunately we found out this morning that we had lost our beer fridge down in the snake pit. Yeah. So anything you can contribute. Damn it. Would be a yeah. great help. Yep. Oh, it, it pains me. Why 2k bug got our fridge. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's from the year 2000. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the news, the scoop here is that Nate McMurray has a uh, a new podcast coming out. Former political, uh, former, well, I, I guess he wasn't actually an elected official. Oh, he was. Out he, in was, Grand he, was Island. he was supervisor Grand of Grand Island. Island. Former super, uh, former Grand Island supervisor, three-time failed congressional candidate. Not once, not twice, but three times a failure. But Nate, it's all good, man. We welcome any any, we welcome you to the content creating community. Yeah, we're all we're all a big family here. Mm-hmm. You know, we all uh, we all love to talk about stuff and 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 have people listen. So if you want to listen to the Nate McMurray fucking podcast, right? I, uh, I saw that his second that fucking his second episode came out today. I think uh, it's all about the Bill Stadium. Does and he talk like how he tweets? I don't listen. <laughs> I did not listen. Like fucking stream of consciousness garbage. <laughs> For the record, I talk in stream of consciousness garbage, but I don't put it on Twitter. Right. No, I just tweet about my dreams. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't listen. Maybe it's great. It could be great. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to not going to be a Republican and judge something that I've never listened to. I will. Uh, but uh, I, w- he, I will do that. He he did he did tweet out that he had a second episode out. It's all about the Bill Stadium, why it should be downtown, um, and why uh, politicians who don't force it to be downtown are cowards. Great, mm-hmm. great, whatever. Moving on, <clears throat> the um, the attempted city hall arson during the the summer of twenty twenty protests. I don't know if you guys remember that story. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like it was a huge deal to me. I, I think it was like a kind of a misguided, misguided kid who, um, right. you know, went, went took it a little bit too far. I took it a little bit too far, but like Got a little oh, too excited, a little too excited. But like also like to say that it was like attempted, like this person tried to destroy city hall. They lit a fire in a garbage can and threw it through a window. Yeah, I mean. Like if maybe their intent was like I don't know how smart this person is. Maybe their intent was like they're like yeah this will burn down city hall, but like to me it's like I just wanted to break a window and the only thing I had was a, a waste paper basket that had fire in it. Like I I don't think you're like I wouldn't look at that giant limestone building or whatever stone it's made out of yeah. and go I bet you I can burn it down with a little fire inside this garbage can. Yeah, I mean the kid was twenty years old. Yeah, and he's get what what's the sentence? They just came out with a sentence. I think it's ten years. Ten years. God damn like come on man like i know it was irresponsible and i know your actions have consequences i get that the consequences are undue for the they don't fit the crime yeah i mean it like coming this closely off the heels of the christopher belter thing up in lewiston where he pled guilty to sexually assaulting multiple women and he got probation yes and this kid much worse crime right much worse crime right 
and th- and this kid threw uh, uh, some fire into city hall. <sighs> what I mean, it, 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 like he's, it, and and they're roughly the same age. In fact, in fact, I think Christopher Belter's older. You know, like maybe the judge should have gone back to Niagara County and prayed upon it to figure out what they should have done. But ten years seems awfully harsh. I mean, because ten years in prison, if you're twenty to, and it gets out at thirty, I mean, you've you've really you've ruined this person's life. Well, yep. right, and he's twenty two now, I believe. Yeah. So it's just, God, it's just so unfortunate. Like, oh, man, fuck. I don't even know what to say. Like 10 years of prison. That's so long. That's so, that's so much your life. You're taking away this kid's twenties for throwing a garbage can through a window. It's terrible. That's going to get him into the best gang in, in prison, right? Like the toughest gang. What uh, would you do? Oh, uh, I started a piece of fire uh, paper on fire, put it in a garbage can, threw it through a window. I don't know. I, again, I know actions have consequences. That was not a smart thing to do. Clearly not a legal thing to do, but at the same time, like, what are what are we saying? Like basically, the messaging here is, "Fuck you for, don't mess with the government." That's really what it is. Which I, 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 I not even messing with the government, I guess, but I don't know. Don't, I don't. Have don't it's, for this. It, 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 this sentence is to discourage people from protesting. That's what it is. It's to discourage people from the. the it's funny, like the shitheads who want to protest vaccines are all about their First Amendment rights. But you want to use your First Amendment rights for something else, something especially something that might be a liberal cause, and you're just a rioter and a, a nonsense. Now, like, should this guy have thrown a, a garbage can through the window of City Hall? Of course not. Obviously, like that's crazy. But like, does he deserve ten years in prison for that? I mean, that sentence seems excessive. And look, honestly, also, like, like, because he was 20 and he was worked up because he, he was at this, do, do you think this actually discourages anybody from doing anything? No. Is, really. this, is this a deterrent? It's, it, clearly it isn't. You know? I mean, you want to talk about not deterring anybody, get, let's give probation for sexual assault up in, in Niagara County. I mean, is it, well, is it, does it rehabilitate anybody? Like, right. is this it, kid going right. to become a better person or, like, right. learn he's from gonna, this? He's going to spend 10 years in Wendy, and he's going to become a better person because because of this? No, of course. Well, the point of the of the prison system in this country is not to rehabilitate people. It's just to punish people, and it's mostly just to punish black and brown people. Right, but I mean, like, even on its face, like, even, like, the facade here, what is the facade of giving this kid a 10-year sentence? I mean, it just says, like, you're right, discouraging protest, and it does nothing, like, you're not saying to this person, like, you made a mistake, here's some, like, here's a reasonable punishment for you to think about your mistakes. It's, hey, fuck you, rot away in jail for 10 years. Right. It now, sucks. I mean, I, if, if, I, if I remember correctly, this young man, this kid, did have a prior criminal record, which I'm sure took, uh, was part of the reason why, like his criminal, like the ten year sentencing may have been as long as it was, is that he had a prior record. And this was not his first run in law with the law, but that's that like you should be punished based off of what you've done, not based off of we just kind of think you're a piece of shit. All right, you know, I I don't know. I mean. It's not, it, it is not analogous to like the NHL, like where if you're a prior offender, you get longer suspensions. Like first, they're like, they're not ruining your life by suspending you from the NHL. You're like, you might lose a couple hundred thousand dollars, but guess what? You're still a millionaire, you know? And like, you're still employ like employable afterwards. And you're not, you're not taking away that person's life just because you got suspended from 14 NHL games because, you know, you like to hit people on the head. 
Doesn't mean that like during those 14 games, you're not allowed to leave a, a confined location. 10 years for what is a nonviolent crime seems excessive. It sucks. I just don't, I don't, there's no, there's nothing edifying about this. It doesn't, doesn't make this person better. doesn't make society better. It's pure punitive measures to like send, send messaging of, Hey, protesters get fucked. Like right. don't, don't question what we do here. Right. Is this is this going to make some shithead from Marilla? Well, I'll call back to that town because that, that's worthwhile. <laughs> that lovely little place. Is that going to heaven? Is that going to make them more likely to make the drive into Buffalo because like you're showing that you're tough on crime by putting this kid in jail for ten years? No. What it no. says what it says to those people is that oh, the city of Buffalo is full of criminals. Mm-hmm. That that that's the messaging that it sends. That oh, it's full of fucking criminals. Look at this. This guy tried to light city hall on fire, and he's getting ten years in jail. That's what the city is. That's the messaging that it sends. Mm-hmm. That's why next time we should go protest in front of Skip Gingrich's house. Let's do it, Skip. We're coming for you. Yep. Which rod road does he live? Yeah, it's thirty-two rod. Oh. We're, we're gonna protest outside. We're gonna wear our masks. We're gonna right. We're, just, we're real quiet. We're gonna wear our masks and we're gonna read science books in front of Skip Gingrich's house. This is all parody, by the way, Skip. Right. We're not going to Marilla. We're not going to Marilla. <laughs> no way. Absolutely not. Right. Oh well. Speaking of uh, political people, as we we transition to Skip Gingrich's of the world, uh, it turns out, Jim, New Year they they swear in uh, political officials. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a. Uh, I've gone to many swearing-ins. It's a fun little thing that they do. It, and there's usually two swearing-ins for most politicians. Now, I think this year, because of the pandemic, most of them are hosting, holding it down to just one. There's usually the actual swearing-in with a judge and the Bible or the Constitution of the United States or whatever you're going you're gonna to swear in on. Um, and then there's usually like a ceremonial one uh, where you serve like hors d'oeuvres and shit like that. And right. Maybe you make it a fundraiser or whatever you want to do. But... Uh, you know, because I saw last week, friend of the pod, Brian Nowak, had his swearing in for That's his right. second term yep. as a uh, town councilman in the town of Chictawaga. Yesterday, uh, we're do- recording this on January 3rd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2nd. What's the 2nd? Yeah. January 2nd. Don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah. Uh, January 1st, Randy Hoke Randy had, swear- had his swearing Hoekster. in. Hoekster. Another friend Hoekster. of the pod. Hoke. Down in the town of Hamburg. Uh, on December 31st, New Year's Eve. People call it, like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people. Yeah. Kevin Hardwick had his swearing in yeah. at uh, County Hall uh, for County Controller. So, I mean, uh, you know, good for Hardwick. I I didn't see on social media uh, anything about Garcia doing a swearing in. No, I didn't see anything. Mm, uh, I, oh, you know what? I had somebody actually DM me about this, the Garcia swearing in. Shout out to friend of the pod, our buddy uh, Low Voltage on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He said he saw a huge gathering at Tewksbury Lodge on Ohio, packed to the gills, swearing in Garcia. The Jerksbury Lodge. Yes. I have a story about that, place, well, but so I'll the, save that for another so, time. So, so actually, that gets back to my point of, like, there's usually two swearing ins. Like, that was probably not his official with a judge swearing in ceremony. That was his social gathering swearing in for friends and supporters. At the Tewksbury Lodge, mm. uh, 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 the official government ones usually happen somewhere on government property. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, that that <laughs> might happen, uh, and that the Garcia. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Like the Democrats are going to have one swearing in; they're going to do the government one that they're required to by town law or state constitution, right, or county charter or whatever. 
and the Republicans are like going to flaunt it and be like, yeah, we're also going to have one just for funds. Sure. So fortunate, unfortunately, Jim, you know, they, they, you know, they do the official swearing in and it's, it's a big to do. Now we here at the square podcast, we actually put together a swearing out ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. And like, nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. Stefan Mihailu, he was invited. We were going to swear him out. He, he was going to show I, up. And I wrote a parody of the song Unforgettable called So Forgettable. <laughs> right. Right. For Stefan. Right. And and when we say swearing out, I mean, we were literally just going to swear at him. Right. Yeah. For a good 10 minutes. Just it, it was going to be like the old Onion article about the FDR fireside chat where he just swears for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to tell Stefan Mihailu what a piece of shit he was for like 20 minutes. Uh, the, only, the only thing that I've noticed that happened since like the turn over with Stefan Mahailu is that he started to block people on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yes, because he can do that now. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, sorry you missed. We, we had a great party. I mean, we definitely had no snacks for you, mm-hmm. Stefan. It's okay. You, you need to stick to your New Year's resolutions, buddy. But yeah. we, uh, we had snacks for ourselves. We were going to drink some beers. We were going to maybe throw tomatoes at you. Mm-hmm. you know. We got the Floby out to give you a new haircut. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so, uh, no, so uh, if you're if you're a shithead who's leaving office coming up soon, uh, like next year, December 31st, we'll be doing swearing out ceremonies that from now on. Yes. And I mean, think of it like the Razzies, but, you know, and less good fun. Like we we really do not care for you. And we, <laughs> right. we, we want to let you know how much you suck right. in a sincere way. We'd be very happy never to hear or see you ever again. Right. This right. is the final hurrah. Right. So like, you know. Depending on how redistricting goes, like if this is the last year that Dave DiPietro is a state assemblyman, can't wait to do his swearing out. Oh, yeah. I'd love to swear him out. Yeah, he sucks. Anything else going on, guys? Are we missing anything in the new year? No? I'm sure there is, but we'll cover it next time. What do you guys... Let's talk to the people here. What What do you guys feel? What do you guys want for 2022? I know we talked about our, our resolutions. We're on the other side of the hump now. We're in the new year. What do, What are you feeling right now? I've already guy? given up on my resolutions. You're giving... Oh, my, my one resolution was to tweet once an hour every hour for every day of the year. That's but, a lot uh, of tweeting. Yeah, well, I already, I already fucked that up. Yeah, uh-huh. My resolution was not to talk about the town of Marilla at all this year. And <laughs> there it is. It, it, they did a resolution that got in the way of my resolution. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they passed a countervailing resolution. <laughs> right. And, and they got to you. Right, yeah. Well, my, my resolution was to keep up the good vibes and to keep, to mm-hmm. keep this thing going. And, uh, you know, after an episode like today, I think we're on the right track. So let's keep at it. Listener. We love you. We're going to keep it short today because it is a Bills Sunday. So um, the Bills are currently, I think they just scored a touchdown for <laughs> for the update for the people at home who are listening on yeah, Thursday. Two, two to seven. Yeah. Two to seven. What after a an, sicko. After an unfortunate safety after a f- fucked up uh, punt return. What yeah. a sicko score that is. Two uh, to seven. It's not a score of Gami, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I, I want to give a quick shout out to a uh, uh, super fan of the show, Sergio. Uh, Sergio. 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 What's up, man? Our Westchester County compatriot. Uh, just, you know, congr- happy new year. Have a great year. Hopefully, I know that you wanted to come up for the Christmas party. You couldn't make it. I I hope that you get a chance to come up for uh, a social event to hang out with us. And I'd like to extend the invitation to be on the show. You could be our super fan to talk to us about planning and Montreal and why you're yeah. so obsessed with the city of Buffalo, even though you live in Westchester. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of the Christmas party, we met some other friends there who showed up like people who are just listeners, which is so fucking weird. I mean, you're cool. I was just like, oh, 
I've never met you before in my life, but you listen, you hear my voice it, every week. It was Ree's first taste of fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I can't get enough yeah, of it. Yep. I know. It's like a golem in the ring. Right, he, he, ah, my precious. <laughs> he, he, keeps, he keeps pressuring us to do NFTs of his pic- yeah, a picture yeah, of himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got to come out with our own, our, our own line of NFTs, Jim. Yeah. I've already looked into making one of those. I know how, and I will not be doing it. So, no, no, we yeah. well, not real. Well, we wouldn't listen. That's way too much work. Yeah. We wouldn't actually do NFTs, but if we were to do NFTs, if we were, we would have a musical group called the New Kids on the Blockchain. <laughs> oh, what, what's what's that? What's that animal from your dream? The uh, uh, oh, oh, Angus, the shape shifting badger. Yeah, we could do the Angus, the shape shifting badger. Hold on, before we leave today, we need a dream update from Jim. Oh yeah, Jim, what's going right. on? Oh yeah, for you, those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, uh, that's probably smart. I had a dream this last week. And so I was, I was at one of those places where like, you, you know, you get in the shallows and you, and you swim with dolphins. Yeah. And there was one dolphin that was really aggressive. Like it was like regular like, dolphins or Lisa Frank dolphins, regular dolphins. Okay. Mm, okay. Uh, like, like this was like a uh, flipper. Yep. It was like biting and like headbutting and like jabbing with its snout. And um, I was like, I'll take care of this because he's disturbing the group who are swimming with dolphins. Sure. So I drifted towards like the shallows. And when it got to a spot where I could stand, I stood up and then I bear hugged this dolphin and carried him up on dry land and yelled, you want an unfair fight? Well, you got one. And I proceeded to kick the shit out of a dolphin on land. In your dream. In my dream. In the dream. In my dream. Yeah. The, fr- the famous freshwater dolphin, <laughs> Lake Erie. Yeah, the Lake Erie dolphins. Yeah. I was actually I was actually in the canal in North Honolulu. No real dolphins were harmed in the stream. Right. I was. I, 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 I. We then served them at Prescott's Provisions. Not. We didn't turn them into food. No. After the fight, we made up, and he and I sat at the bar. And there are any served him. There are any bar. artists out there who want to make a rendition of these dreams? I imagine you with like your white shirt sleeves rolled up. <laughs> Yeah, ready, ready to pounce on a dolphin. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, with a cigar, like yeah, right, late, yeah. hanging up like Hannibal from uh, uh, the A Team. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap, folks. Thanks again for listening, and here's to a great 2022 with the Square. Just last night